This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today, we continue with a series based on the 23rd Psalm called Living in the Goodness of God. In these lessons, you'll discover that God is good all the time, even in life's most difficult circumstances. And you'll experience the hope and favor that spring from God's divine goodness. In a few moments, we're going to tell you about a very special resource called the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Book. This Bible study tool will help you fully trust the goodness of God and experience God's favor in every area of your life. Find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004 while you listen to today's message. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called, How God Lifts Me Up When I'm Worn Down. If you're in the middle of a battle right now of any kind, you need to realize that God has prepared a banquet for you on the battlefield just a few hundred yards away, and you've got to walk over there, walk into the tent, sit down and have some fellowship with God, and eat your favorite foods. That's what God wants to do in your life. So my last question then is, what's on the menu? What's on the menu of God's banquet? I want you to write this down. Everything God has promised in his word is on the menu. Everything that God has promised in his word is on the menu. The menu are the promises of God in his word. Now, by many counts, one estimate is that there are about 5,500 promises in this book from God to you. Have you eaten any of them? Have you eaten any of the 5,000 plus 500 promises of God to you? The banquet is sitting right there. Your banquet is in your Bible. Everything God has promised to do your life is in this book. If you're not reading this book, you don't know squat about what's on the menu. All of those 5,500 promises are there. This book is full of fruit and bread and all kinds of meat and milk and drinks and wine and uh, sweets and lots and lots of desserts. (laughs) The Bible calls... God calls the Bible the word of God. It calls it the bread of life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The Bible calls itself the meat of the word, the bread of the word, the milk of the word. The Bible says it tastes sweeter than honey. The Bible says it is fruit. The Bible says it is fulfilling. The Bible says it is tasty. And over and over and over, all of those terms, banquet terms, Describe the Bible itself. And you can have a feast anywhere you've got one of these. You can be sitting in a bus stop and pull out a Bible and start having a feast right there of all the things God has promised to do in your life. And your anger goes down and your fear goes down and your anxiety goes down. The reason why your anxiety is up is because you're not in this book. You don't know what God's promised to do in this book. Now, if God has provided a feast, a banquet in this book. Why would you ever go eat internet granola bar? 
when there's a feast laid out for you. And you're reading the newspaper more than you read this. You're reading magazines more than this. You're reading social media far more than this. And that's starving you while this would be feeding you what God has laid out and promised you. The Bible says this in Psalm 145, excuse me, 119, verse 103. The promises of your word taste sweet to me. They taste sweeter than honey in my mouth. You got a bad taste in your mouth? How much time are you spending in this book? If you're not spending any time in this book, you got nothing in your mouth but gravel. This, this is the feeding. Are you fasting or are you feasting on the word of God? Are you fasting or are you feasting on God's banquet that he's laid out for you? All the stuff he's promised to do in your life, you can't do them if you don't know them. God never shuts his blessings until you shut this book. When you open this book every day, you need to be feeding and eating from it, from the banquet of God. Now how much time are you literally spending in this book? Not very much. So, well, I go to church once a week. How would you do if you ate one meal a week? I'm feeding you the word of God right now. But if you ate one meal a week and it was a banquet and then you fasted the rest, you'd be anorexic. You wouldn't be very healthy. This is not, what I'm teaching you is not enough. You gotta feed and feast on the word of God every day. This is where you get your strength for the battle. And if you're not getting your strength from the battle from this book, you are failing in your battle because you don't simply have enough strength on your own to face all the crises you're gonna hand. I'm telling you, as your pastor who loves you, you've got to get in this book every single day of your life. It's the banquet. And if you don't have it, then you're not, you're not growing. You're not being healthy. You're not being strengthened for the battle. What you need to do is go get a modern translation. Don't get, read one of those books with the these and the nows and the Elizabethan English. There are tons of modern translations. You go, oh, that's what that means. And then go take class 201 again, which I wrote, which teaches you how to have a daily feast with God. And you've been through that class and you've forgotten what it's all about. Go take it again. Take class 201 again so you can learn how to feast on the word of God. Psalm 34, verse eight says this. Learn to savor how good the Lord is. Do you do that? When you read the Bible, do you savor the word of God? You say, no, no, I don't. I just kind of do it as a, well, I ought to do it. Okay, listen very closely. Your view of this book, what you think it is, will determine how much you enjoy it. Okay, how much you enjoy it. If you think that this is a textbook, like this is God's textbook for us, does anybody ever enjoy reading a textbook? No, I hate reading textbooks. And if you think that this is a textbook, you're gonna go, I don't wanna read that anymore or I wanna do any other homework. It's not a textbook. If you think it's a history book, well, you know, it's got some great stories in there, history of Israel and history of Jesus and all that history. Do you enjoy reading a history book? Not many people do. It's not a history book. If you think this is an insurance policy, it's your fire insurance policy. Keep you out of hell. Okay, okay, okay. 
This is my fire insurance policy, I better read that. Or, or this, if you think the Bible is a life insurance policy, how you get eternal life, how you get to heaven. Have you ever read an insurance policy? No, you have not. <laughs> Why? Because they're boring and dry as all get out. And you go, yeah, yeah, just show me where to sign. So if it's a textbook, if it's a history book, if it's an insurance policy, whether it's for hell or heaven or whatever, you're not going to read it. You know what this book is? This book is God's love letter to you. It's a love letter. His banner over me is love. When Kay and I got engaged many, many years ago, we did something really dumb. We got engaged and both moved to the opposite sides of the world. We lived in California. She moved to Birmingham, Alabama to work in an inner city African-American church, and I moved to Nagasaki, Japan to plant a church. And we were separated almost our entire engagement. Now, in those days, we didn't have cell phones, and it cost 15 bucks a minute on a regular phone to call Japan in those days. It was very expensive, and we were dirt poor. So we only had one alternative, write letters. And I wrote a letter every day. She wrote a letter every day, and the way it would stack up, I'd get her letter before she got my response to the next letter, and my letter was talking about something, she didn't get it until the next one, and we're always having out of sync because of the letters. But that was the highlight of my day when I lived in Japan. When I got a love letter, you think, and somebody said, hey, Rick, you got another letter from Kay. I said, well, put it there, I'll read it in a couple days. Are you kidding me? The moment that love letter right, I would tear it open, and I would read it, and I would reread it, and I'd try to read between the lines. <laughs> and I'd underline it, and I'd want to memorize portions of it. And I'm going, I'm trying to gather every drop of love from this woman for me out of this letter. And I'd read it and reread it and reread it. This is God's love letter to you. It's got, this is not a book. The Bible is not for everybody. The Bible is written for God's children. And that's why when somebody who doesn't believe in God tries to read, doesn't make any sense, well, that's what you get for reading somebody else's mail. Okay? Okay? It wasn't written for you. This is God's love letter to his children. If you only do one thing, you start reading the Bible every single day. I'll tell you what to start. Start with the book of Luke this week. Start with the book of Luke. It just tells about Jesus. And start reading through that. Your view, if you're not in this book every day, you are forgetting how much God loves you, and you're forgetting what's on the banquet table. And as a result, you're stressed out because you think it all depends on you. You don't know what's covered in the policy. You don't know what God's already promised to do. The banquet is in the Bible. Now, one more thing. This promise, you prepare for me a banquet in the presence of my enemies, is a both a now and later verse in the Bible. Because right now, while you're in the battle, you can have a banquet any day you open this book. And it'll give you strength for the enemies in your life. But there's one day going to be a literal banquet for you in heaven. It's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. And let me read it to you. Isaiah chapter 25 says this. 
Here's how it's going to happen one day. History is moving toward a climax in heaven, and one day there's going to be a party in heaven, a giant banquet for all of God's people who honored him and trusted him. And it says this, Isaiah 25, 6 to 9. The Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of the finest food for all peoples. Now, doesn't matter what your background is, doesn't matter what color your skin is, doesn't matter what race you're in, cultural background, doesn't matter what religion you are. If you have put your faith in his son, if you have trusted God, if God has accepted you into his family. So this is for everybody, no matter what your background is. The Lord will prepare a feast of the finest food for all people, a banquet of the best of meats and finest wines. And on this mountain, God will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples and the sheet that covers all nations. What's a shroud and what's a sheet? A shroud, a shroud literally, is what they put over dead people. It's a covering. You would, they would, like a mummy, they would wrap a dead body in a shroud. It's a covering of death. And the shroud that this is talking about is the gloom that spread all over the earth because we all know we're all going to die. We're all going to die. And that, is, that, that brings the, our attitude. No, we're not going to live forever on earth. And that's the gloom that hangs over everybody. Everybody knows they're going to die one day. God says he's going to destroy that shroud of death and, that enfolds people and the sheets that cover all nations. What's the sheets? That's, that's the crowd of grief that we're all under because things don't work right. Everything's broken on this planet. God says one day at this banquet, I'm going to destroy that last enemy. I told you you had the enemy of the world, the flesh, and the devil, but you have a fourth enemy. The Bible calls the fourth enemy death. And the Bible says in Scripture, death is the last enemy to be defeated. And it will be defeated on this day. And there will be no more death. And the Bible says this, he will swallow up death forever. No more death. Nobody dies after this. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. And he will remove the, the disgrace of his people from all the earth. What's that talking about? The disgrace of his people is all the put-downs you've had for being a believer. When people have put you down for standing for truth, when people have put you down for doing the right thing, when people have put you down for claiming to be a follower of Jesus Christ, that's the disgrace. He said he's going to remove all the disgrace of his people. Why? By having a banquet in front of all the enemies. He said, I love these people. They, they put up with all kinds of stuff at the office and at work and at home, but they loved me more than they loved you. And he says, he will wipe away their tears. He'll remove the disgrace of the people from all the earth. And in that day, they, that's us, will say, surely this is our God. We trusted him and he saved us. Yes, this is the Lord. We trusted in him. So let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation and the eternal party will begin. Let's bow our heads. Have you met Jesus? Have you accepted his salvation? Or are you still trying to fight all your battles on your own power? How's that going for you? How's that working out? A little frustrating? God has planned a party for you if you'll just trust him. 
He's planned a banquet in the middle of your battle, no matter what it is. I'm going to pray a very simple prayer, and I invite you to pray it again with me, maybe for the 5,000th time. Some of you, it'll be for the very first time. Just say this, thank you, God. Thank you for your goodness to me. Even the stuff I don't recognize and don't even notice. Thank you that even in the middle of all my battles, you want to you give me a banquet. You want to make me the guest of honor. That's not in secret, it's public. It's on the battlefield, and even my enemies have to watch you honor me, and they can't do anything about it. Lord, I'm not doing too good in my battles right now. The world's around me with all of the pressure and stress, expectations. And Satan's against me, and he's always suggesting me to do the wrong things, trying to trip me up. And then my old nature inside of me is at war with myself. And you know, Lord, I often do stuff that I don't really want to do. And I don't do the things that I, I know are good and healthy and right. And I'm tired in the battle. Thank you that you want me. And thank you that you welcome me into fellowship. Lord, it's hard to believe that you, God, would want to hang out with me. That you would love me that much. That you'd, you'd go to all the expense of preparing a banquet for me. When I run for cover to you. Lord, I read that verse today that said, you're gently calling me from the jaws of distress. I'm coming. I'm coming right now. I'm running straight to you, Lord. To that open place of freedom where you've set a table full of the very best food. Thank you for loving me. And Lord, thank you for wanting to bless me to show the world your goodness. You've already done so much for me. The air I breathe is a gift. That you want to bless me before the watching world. And I want to be blessable. I want, I want to put my trust in you, Jesus Christ. I don't understand it all. Forgive me for going days without looking at your word, the Bible. Everything you've promised is there. The banquet is in the Bible. And I want to commit to not going to bed at night without feasting a little bit on the banquet. All those 5,500 promises that you've made. And so I'm stepping out of the battle right now. I'm walking into your tent. And in the one-on-one -on -one fellowship, I want to receive your love and I want to learn to love you back. I humbly ask you to accept me into your family. In your name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, 
and you need to tell somebody. And why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. Now, if you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, is God always good? What about during times of pain and suffering? Even during difficult times, God wants to comfort you. He wants you to rest in His promises. That's why Pastor Rick created the Living in the Goodness of God Guided Experience Bible Study Book. In this one-of-a-kind spiritual growth tool, you'll dig deep into Psalm 23. Here's Rick to tell you more. Psalm 23 is one of the most popular passages in the Bible. In fact, you can probably recite some of it yourself or even all of it. But here's the problem. Psalm 23 is so well known, we often miss the depth of the message to us. You know, this psalm isn't just about trusting God to get you through dark days. It's about living in the abundant and eternal goodness of God on every day of your life. How God looks out for you every single moment of your life. Now, to help you go deeper into Psalm 23, we've created a brand new resource called Living in the Goodness of God. It's a guided experience. And this Bible study tool will help you learn how to trust God's goodness in every single area of your life. Now, as you go through this study, we've designed it so that you practice meditating on God's Word. And as you do that, I hope your focus will shift from your fears to the Father. And you'll learn that God wants to give you a life of confidence, even in your darkest moments. He wants to give you assurance, even when you feel alone. He wants to protect you. He wants you to have a life that is influential and abundant and uses the grace of God to reach other people for Christ. God wants to give you a life filled with generosity and with hope. All of that is in Psalm 23. Now, this book, Living in the Goodness of God, A Guided Experience, is filled with biblical truths and practical lessons and application exercises and a lot of space for you to even write down your own response at what God is teaching you on that particular day. It's bound in a soft, leather-like material and includes beautiful artwork. It's a comprehensive study that I believe will help you grow spiritually this next year. Now, I'd like to send you this study of Psalm 23, Living in the Goodness of God, when you give a gift to Daily Hope today. You know, I really appreciate all of your prayers, all of your support, and all of your financial gifts that help us keep this ministry on the air. Because of you, we're able to reach more and more people around the world with the hope of Jesus. Thanks a lot, and God bless you. Just go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy of this amazing resource. Or you can just text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope 
and your generous financial support.